0: Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name is Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know that running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be sharing the five biggest truths my business has taught me this year. So if you're ready to get an insight into my business, be reminded that even the hardest of the seasons have something to teach us and hopefully learn from my experiences and mistakes, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 42 of Starting the Conversation. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I believe it's the 20th of December, Thursday, this is my last day of work before finishing for Christmas and taking a proper break. If you listen to the last couple of episodes, which were both bonus episodes, you'll know that for the first time ever, I'm taking a proper break from work over Christmas, and let me tell you, I could not be more excited. I'm recording this episode on the Wednesday night. It is very late. I'm feeling slightly delirious, so apologies in advance for anything weird or random that I say or go on to within this episode. But the end is in sight, I'm on the home stretch. Hopefully when you're listening to this, I'm either finishing up the last bits of work and trying to get everything finished before shutting my laptop, or in the bliss of my Christmas break and doing whatever my life looks like without work, which quite frankly I'm not sure. Um, but as I'm releasing quite reflective star episodes at the moment, and am beginning to look back at this year and really what it's held and what it's taught me. I thought today's episode would be a good one to share. As you can see from the title and the introduction, I'm talking about five truths that my business has taught me this year. Now, it's safe to say, I mean, the reality is I'm never going to capture this whole year in one episode. I tried to capture it in an email, didn't work. Tried to capture it in an Instagram caption, didn't work. A year is a very long time. So instead, I'm just coming to peace with the fact that I'm going to share snippets with you and hope that you can see somewhat the big picture of it. Because it's safe to say that 2018 has been a pretty full-on year both my business and also my personal life, but I'll be honest, they feel like the same thing to me. Um, there's been some really great highs, there's also been some really significant lows, some of which have been documented on this podcast. And if you've listened for a while, you'll probably understand when I say that this year has been full on. The place that I'm ending this year in is very different to the place that I've been within this year. My personal life has created its own set of challenges within 2018. But all in all, I'm just so grateful for everything that this year has held, everything that it has done for my business and my personal life and just all that it's been. But let me tell you, as grateful as I am that it's been a full on year and I'm really grateful, you know, for the good stuff that's come from it, I am more than ready to draw a line under it to say... Alright 2018, you were good to me, you were interesting, you were challenging at times, I'm ready to move on from you. (laughs) So right now it does feel like the home stretch of that and it's quite actually nice to start looking back at this year because it's easy when you look back to just see the good stuff, but actually for this episode I've tried to think of the stuff that hasn't been as good or hasn't been as shiny. If you're part of my email community if you receive the midweek which is my bi-weekly email um you'll see the one that i sent out this week was all about how i'm not sharing my highlights reel for this year um it's obviously quite an in thing the end of 2018 we all begin to share you know here's all the amazing things that i've achieved this year and i love that other people do that i love that for them but for me it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do i think because i've been on the other end of watching other people share their highlights reels and talk about all the success that they've had without sharing any of the behind the scenes or the reality of that I just know how difficult it can be to watch others play big when you yourself aren't in a place to do that so I'm more conscious than ever particularly at this time of year that people's feeds and people's lives are pretty surrounded by others celebrating and I didn't want to add to that noise so instead of sharing you know here's the best things that have happened in my business this year I'm instead going to share what my business has taught me this year because I feel like that acknowledges the good the bad and the ugly that doesn't always make it onto Instagram. So let's get into today's episode um, because, like I said, I'm recording this fairly late at night on Wednesday. I can't promise that this is going to be super to the point. I don't have the most specific notes because I wanted it to be quite chatty and informal and just like we're sat down having a conversation and I'm telling you, hey, here's what my business has taught me this year. Here's a glimpse into what 2018 held for Alice Benham and... I mean, my business is called Alice Benham, so it just held it for Alice Benham. The first thing that my business has really taught me this year, and this has probably been the biggest one for me, particularly at the moment that I'm still trying to process, is that failure isn't final and giving yourself space to gain clarity makes the biggest difference. Now, when I think of where I am right now in my business, I'm at December 2018, if you're listening to this in the future. I feel like I'm on a total high. Without going into specifics, my business feels like it's in a place where I'm really happy with it. I'm incredibly proud of where my business is right now. But when I look at this year in all of its fullness, I have to acknowledge the fact that it hasn't felt this way for the majority of the year. Up until this summer, I was completely unsure of what I was doing, where I was going. I was very, very close to quitting. You know, I was doing that thing where you look for full-time jobs in the corporate world. And I mean, that's when you know that you're having a rough time because to choose to work full-time over working for yourself is a pretty big deal. Um, But that's where I was in the summer of this year. I was genuinely probably weeks away from giving up and just calling quits. Practically, I didn't have any clients. I wasn't feeling a ton of traction in terms of my audience or my content or my enthusiasm. I was running out of money. I didn't have any savings left to support me. And it all just came to a bit of a crossroads in the summer where I basically realized I've got two options here. I either dig deep and try and figure this out or I just give up now i want to say there wouldn't have been anything wrong with me giving up in that moment i genuinely think if you've exhausted your options if you feel like it's the right move and if you'd feel okay moving on from something it's okay to give up but something about me in that moment just wanted to give a last bit of effort to see if i could fix it and let me tell you i'm so glad for the august me for doing that thing what i ended up doing was basically spending two weeks Gaining clarity on my business, I took a step back, I addressed the foundations of what I was building, and I grew it from there. I literally took it back to basics of like, what do I want my business to look like? Who do I want to serve? What do I want to serve them with? Is there a gap for that? How do I build that? And then almost build the details back from there. I was in a place where I just kept butting heads with like, I can't get anywhere, nothing feels successful, I'm not gaining any traction, I don't know what to do. And in that moment, I didn't know what to do. No guru or no coach or no expert out there could have told me how to fix my business. The biggest thing that changed was that I gave myself space, I took a step back and I did the big picture work. It's literally where my heart for Gather and Grow, the retreat that I just launched has come from, was that I realized that the only reason that I'm still running my business right now is that I created that space, I gained clarity, I worked on the big picture and I got to the heart of what I was building there's not really a lot out there which gives people space to do that. I had to create the space for myself and I just wonder how different my position would be right now if someone had built that space for me at an earlier time. If someone had got there before me and said hey this was really fundamental for me so I'm going to create a space where you can do this work too. That was literally where me building this retreat came from was in me realizing that there was nothing out there that did this thing which was so fundamental for me and my business this year. It's safe to say that six months ago my business was a failure, it wasn't making any money, it wasn't fulfilling me, it wasn't serving anyone, it wasn't gaining any traction, it wasn't something that excited me or made me feel you know energetic or inspired, it was failing. And in that moment everything in me thought well this is it, my business has started to fail, I don't really know how to change that so I'm just going to let it happen. But something in me in that moment, whether it was just like a stubbornness that I didn't want to give up and let other people see me give up, but something in me in that moment just said, okay, I think this failure might be final, but let me just try one more thing. And looking back, one of the biggest mindset changes that that did in me was realizing that failure isn't final. Often failure is a springboard we can use to jump into the next thing with so much more clarity, because what failure does is teaches us what we don't want and teaches us where we don't want to be. It's like, I love that. I mean, it's not a quote, but someone once said to me, if you don't know what you want to do as a job, work the worst job you could ever imagine, because you'll spend the whole time thinking about what job you do want to be doing. And it's in that same sense. For me, I used to see failure as something that was completely final and that was it. But actually for me, failure is probably the best thing that happened to my business this year, because I just don't think I'd be where I am right now if I hadn't had that like something needs to change, or this is going to fail moments. So that would be my first truth that my business has taught me this year. Failure isn't final, and giving yourself space to gain clarity makes the biggest difference. And it's something that I'm now on a mission to be like, if you don't know where your business is going, if you're unsure, if you're uncertain, if you're questioning things, give yourself some space. Like, I feel like it's now my mantra of like, gain clarity, give yourself space, take a step back, look at the foundations. But it genuinely just comes from a place of seeing what a difference it's made in my business this year. And if you want to get a bit more information or like detail on what I've just talked about, I actually did a whole episode about um, when I was kind of growing from that space. It was interesting, actually, I recorded it just as my business was transitioning from feeling like it was failing to no longer feeling like it was failing so that's episode number 27 where I basically talked about my experience of feeling like my business was failing and that I didn't have any clients and didn't have any money and I went into quite a lot of practical detail about how I took a step back and addressed the foundations and all that good stuff so episode 27 if you want to go and have a bit more detail on that topic the second thing that my business has really taught me this year Again, all of these things, by the way, are things that I am growing with. None of these things are like, oh yeah, I've mastered that. I'm a full believer now that failure isn't final. I never see failure as a negative thing, like no. These are things that my business has taught me once this year and I'm now beginning to work it into my everyday and begin to use it more and more. I still have to take a step back and remind myself of these things probably on a daily basis. So just know, just cause I'm saying that I've learned them doesn't mean that I always believe them or remember them when I need to. But the second thing my business has really taught me this year is that trusting your gut and creating intuitively is always the best way to do it. And it is a-okay to work on your own terms. This is definitely one that has come hand in hand with growing confidence. I mean, I started my business when I was 17 years old. I was a very small fish in a very big pond and I still am. And I think my age only added to that in the sense that I never quite felt like I really got it as much as other people did. I never quite felt like my voice should be as loud as other people's because I was younger and I was still learning and I didn't have that kind of like depth to me in terms of years in the industry or experience or kind of maturity. So it's definitely been a confidence building thing with beginning to believe this truth. But this year, my business has taught me time and time again that my gut is often very right and that creating intuitively and in line with what feels good to me always gives the best outcome. Working on your own terms as a business owner requires so much trust of your own direction and method and so much self-belief as well because when coaches or experts or other people are telling you what to do or even you're seeing someone else do something that's being really successful for them and you don't want to do that thing, following your gut instinct and following what you feel about that thing takes a lot of conviction. It's a difficult thing to stand up against other people who, you know, have an example of how that thing's worked for them or can tell you why you should do it and say no no I acknowledge that but I think this is the best way for me to do it and I'm going to completely go the opposite way to you. It's very very easy to run your business based off of other people's opinions other people's expectations or just what works for other people but I can promise you if you build your business based off of those things your business is never going to be everything that you want it to be. If anything, my story has taught me that there's no magic combination for success and when you try and make that combination happen based off of what other people are doing or what people are telling you to do, you're never going to get it completely right. And that's not to say that you're never going to find success if you use the traditional methods that everyone else is telling you to do and you never trust your own gut. In the first year of my business, I made a ton of money and looked very quote unquote successful from the outside by doing what everyone was telling me to do. I was a puppet to my clients, to my advisors, to probably my family as well, anyone who was giving me any piece of advice, anyone that I saw doing something that I wanted to do, I would do and I would follow with absolutely no consideration for whether I wanted to do that thing or whether it felt like a good fit. And actually, I'm not saying that that was always a bad thing. I ended up growing a business, which, like I said, was very financially successful and did great stuff for me. But at the end of the day, never felt like the best fit for me as the business owner. My business, where it is today, is so connected with me as a person that every single decision I feel when it isn't in line with who I am. The common denominator in all of the best launches or content pieces, or just general things that I've done in my business is that they're a perfect fit for me. The things that always go down the best, the things that always, you know, get received by my audience in the best way are things that feel really close to my heart and feel perfectly aligned with who I am, where I want to be and what I'm about. For example, earlier this year and earlier on in my business, I've always felt huge pressure to have a blog blogging is the thing right everyone talks about you need to have a blog you need to put free content out there blog 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 so I took that on and that became my vocabulary and I thought okay well I need to have a blog I forced it you can literally go back on my website and click the back button enough times and find the fact that I used to write weekly blogs I probably only kept it up for like two months or so because it never was the right fit for me Um, First of all, I'm not a very good writer. Writing has never been my strength, um, so it just never was a natural thing to me. I also just didn't enjoy it. It felt completely forced. And the result of the fact that it wasn't natural to me and I didn't enjoy it was that whatever I was creating just didn't feel good. It didn't feel like I was actually creating it with love or with creativity because, quite frankly, I wasn't. There were so many months, particularly even at the start of this year, where I still felt that pressure to write a blog and I was putting that pressure on myself and really like damning myself for not doing that or for missing out on a blog or you know not being consistent, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But there just came a point this year where I just had to say this is not a good fit for me. Blogs might work for XYZ person. This person might tell me that a blog is a really good fit for my business, but quite frankly, from experience, I can tell it's not a good fit. I don't enjoy it, it's not bringing me joy and it's not helping my audience and in that moment I almost just slowly gained back autonomy over my own business. I began to claim back the fact that the decisions I make in my business, the things that I decide to do are within my control. In that very small moment of being like okay I'm just going to decide I don't want to have a blog because it's not a good fit for me so I'm going to do something else. I almost gained that thing of like okay no I do have control. I instead of having a blog launch my podcast and I can tell you with full enthusiasm that I've never been more excited about a piece of content in my life than how I feel about my podcast. I genuinely wake up in the morning excited when I'm recording a podcast episode or getting one out in the world or talking about it with people. I never felt that way about my blog. And that's just a really small example how for me, if I'd have kept doing what everyone else was telling me to do, or what was working for other people, I never would have found the thing that felt like the best fit fit for my business, and therefore was the best fit for me. Now that I enjoy this piece of content in terms of this podcast, it shows so much more my audience love it way more, I find so much joy in it, it's just a complete win win. So I would encourage you off the back of what I've really learned from my business in that sense this year, that trusting your gut instinct is never a bad idea. I think that trusting your gut is kind of like a muscle. The more you do it, the more you can understand what it's saying and kind of be more in line with that. But even if it's that gut instinct you get when you have a new client inquire and they just don't feel like a good fit for you, or the gut instinct you get that a new idea or a concept might be an exciting thing to do that would work well, or even just the gut instinct like I had that a style of content or a way of sharing something just won't work for you and your audience, Get connected to your gut instinct because I've definitely learned this year that more often than not, it's true. And if I don't listen to it, I always regret it down the line. I had a situation earlier this year with a client who I knew in my gut the second that they sent me an email and every single meeting and consultation after that, that it wasn't a good fit. But I ignored my gut because everything in me said that, no, money is money, clients are clients, carry on. But again, my gut just kept screaming at me like this is not gonna work out well. And shock horror, it didn't work out well. And it was from small situations where I begun to see that my intuition was often very right, where I've gained confidence in my intuition as a business owner. I'm a big believer in the fact that we as the business owners know our businesses best. You might not feel like you do at the moment, but I can promise you, the more, it's like a muscle, the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And I think It's also taking it almost back to that step one. The more connected you are to your business, the more time you spend gaining clarity and getting to the heart of what you do, the easier and more subconscious that will become. My business now feels so connected to me and I feel so connected to it that the second a client or an idea or a content piece comes to my brain that doesn't feel like a good fit or disagrees with my gut, I can tell straight away and I feel the confidence to go against whatever other people are saying or wanting me to do and trust my instinct. I think it's one of the things where you almost just have to start in a small way and ever so slowly you'll begin to see just how much it's paying off trusting your gut having confidence in yourself and believing the fact that you know best as a business owner, particularly in terms of, I think, content creation and the way that you share because the reality is, I'm a digital marketing coach and really all I do is create space for my clients to figure out what's gonna work best for them because there just is no combination for success. That's another thing my business has really taught me this year. The third truth that my business has taught me in 2018, and this is one that I'm really like coming to terms with right now, like this is a really current one, is that playing big happens despite self-doubt, insecurity, and fear. And that questioning something is not a red flag not to do it. Now, the fact that this is quite a current one, excuse me if I don't have a ton amount, a ton amount? (laughs) A ton of hindsight or perspective on this because it's something that I'm really still processing and figuring out. But if you follow me and if you kind of know me, you'll probably know that I'm very conscious of how what I share and how I share it can impact others. Sometimes I think I'm too conscious of it, sometimes it really irritates me because I find myself putting everything I share through this filter of like, how will this person feel about it? Or could it upset this person? Or could it offend this person? But it's an awareness and a consciousness that I'm really glad I have because it comes from a place of my own experience. I have been on the other end of seeing other people's successes or seeing other people taking risks or seeing other people play big in their businesses whilst i'm really struggling or i'm in a really bad place and i know how difficult that can be i've fully fully experienced what it is to sit in bed feel like a failure and only feel worse about that and bully myself more for it by scrolling through other people's highlights reels and shiny content that experience in itself has just made me so much more aware and so much more responsible of how my content Um, could impact those people. If you think about it, that's like the 25%, right? Who are probably in that place. I'm always thinking of that 25% over the 75 who are just nice, excited to see me playing big and excited to see me taking risks. It's a similar to reason as to why I didn't wanna share my highlights reel this year is because I am so conscious of how people might take in what I share and how it could negatively impact them. I used to see other people playing big or see other people, you know, taking risks in their business and assume that they didn't experience any sense of self-doubt or insecurity or fear. I think that's not helped by the fact that people don't often share that stuff. It's quite hidden. It's quite taboo. It's kept behind the scenes. But I really did assume that everyone else who was finding quote unquote success in their business didn't feel those things. And the reason that they took those risks and launched those exciting new projects was because they didn't feel those horrible self-doubt, I'm rubbish, nothing's ever gonna work out feelings that I was feeling. But particularly the last few months when I've been in the process of launching Gather and Grow, which I can tell you has been the most terrifying launch and terrifying concept that I have ever acted on and put together, that playing big does not happen without those feelings existing. I genuinely used to think that those feelings were a red flag, that feeling insecure or fearful or doubting myself at, in the face of a new project or an exciting thing meant that I shouldn't do it or meant that it was a red flag, You know that it wasn't gonna work out. But even just from launching Gather and Grow, I've learned that it doesn't take not having those feelings to do that thing. It takes having those feelings, acknowledging them, meeting them with truth, and then walking alongside them. I have learned so much that ugly feelings, and by ugly feelings, I mean those feelings of like self-doubt, insecurity, fear, are not exclusive to those who aren't playing big or those who aren't feeling successful. I heard a quote recently, I think it was that, you know, the higher up you get, the windier it gets. And that's definitely something that I've begun to see a snippet of this year. That although I used to look at other people who were, you know, doing big stuff in their business and look like they were really successful and assume that they had it really easy because, you know, everything was going great for them and they're this big highlights reel and, you know, yay for them, but I'm feeling horrible. Actually, what I've learned through beginning to step into what I feel is my success in my business, it doesn't feel that exciting all the time. (laughs) There is so much more involved that we don't see and I feel a real responsibility alongside that to share that. So the biggest thing probably that my business taught me doing that is that this playing big, taking risks, launching new things happens despite those feelings. It doesn't happen without them. So if anything, what that's really taught me moving into 2019 is that when I'm faced with a new project or the prospect of something new or, you know, the opportunity to take a risk or act on my intuition, the fact that I feel self-doubt about it The fact that I feel insecure about whether I can do it. The fact that I feel fearful about how it's going to go is not a red flag not to do it. Those ugly feelings, I think with time, the more you beat them, the more you ignore them, the more you learn to meet them with truth, the less you'll hear them and the less they'll be apparent in your business. But if anything... If you're continually waiting for those ugly, scary, horrible feelings to go away before you do anything new or launch anything new or take a risk, I can promise you, you're gonna be waiting quite a long time because the biggest thing that I've really learned from my own experience of like finding quote unquote success this year has been that those feelings still exist the whole time. They don't go away. I'm sorry if that's like a shock to you. Um, If you're me of six months ago being like, oh my gosh, all these people that are finding success, their lives must be so easy. They never doubt themselves and they're never scared and they're never insecure. No. If my experience is anything to go by, you still feel the exact same. You just have that little bit of self-confidence or that little bit of naivety to ignore those feelings and carry on anyway. So that was lesson number three. Playing big happens despite self-doubt, insecurity and fear and questioning something isn't a red flag not to do it. So the fourth truth my business has really taught me this year and a topic I've made a whole episode about recently is that investments are worth the risk and my time is more valuable than I think. Now if you want more detail on the topic of investments, I actually made a whole episode, I think it was episode number 39, where I shared the five best investments I've made in my business this year, but... To give you a bit of a summary in terms of how this truth has come into play in 2018, when I think about the shift that my business has gone on, when I think about the fact that six months ago, my business felt like hard work and it was something that didn't feel joyful to me and you know just wasn't getting me the lifestyle or quite frankly, even the business or the money or the clients that I was looking for, I do genuinely believe that one of the biggest things that shifted that to where I am now was me seeing investments in a new way. At the start of this year, I'd made little to no investments in my business. At least it's safe to say I made no investments which were by choice. The only investments I made were softwares that I desperately needed like my, I don't know, website developer or my email server. I wasn't investing in anything further than that because I just didn't see the value in it. I probably didn't even really think about that too much. I mean, no one was telling me to invest in my business because I think because what I was doing was online and it was almost intangible, investing just didn't feel like a relevant thing for me. I never really stopped to think, hey, maybe one of the reasons that my business isn't giving me what I want is because I'm not putting into it what it deserves i went on a real process within the summer and again you can hear a lot more detail on this in episode 39 where i began to see the value of investments it wasn't a kind of overnight thing i made very small investments that felt you know something that i was willing to risk and money or time that i was willing to lose if the investment didn't go well and slowly begun to see the value of those small investments I ease myself into it because I think with anything that feels foreign or is new to us, I think jumping into it naively and just, you know, all guns blazing and going for it always, isn't always the best way to go. Sometimes being measured as much as it's not my natural approach does actually work better for me. And it was the same way that I got into investing in my business. Because I didn't see in the value in it initially, I always had to do it in a really small way to even do it at all. I very slowly made intentional investments, both with my finances and my money, investments that I could afford, and then I begun to see the value of it. As I begun to see the value as that money as that time came back to me, I invested it back in the business. I'm now at a place ending 2018 to compare, kind of 12 months on, where investing in my business is the biggest expense that I have in my life. I put more money into my business than I do pay myself. I put more money into my business than I spend myself. It's the biggest expense in my business is itself. And that might sound really odd to you, but it's safe to say that this year I have spent probably over 10,000 pounds investing in my business. That's investing in coaches, that's investing in team members, that's investing in my environment and you know the softwares that I use and the events that I go to and all that good stuff. Investments can look like so many different things, but this year I'm just so glad that my business has begun to teach me the value of them, because as my business has taught me the value of them, I have seen that return. As I've begun to see myself gain more time because I've outsourced to a team, as I've begun to find more joy in my work because I've invested in community. As I've begun to find myself having a much better healthy work-life balance because I now invest in softwares that make my business more productive, I've begun to be really grateful that my business has taught me this lesson. It's a lesson that I'm so excited to jump into 2019 with because it's gonna be one of my biggest intentions of next year is to invest more and invest in and kind of get to a place in terms of investments where actually so much of my business is either automated or outsourced or kind of at the most simplified and kind of strategic and streamlined way it can be that my business is just running the best way it can. I believe that investments are something in our businesses that take time. It takes time to build up investments in your business. We don't always have 10 grand to invest right away and I didn't when I first started investing. It was a slow process over time that as I began to see the value, as I began to see the return, I began to do it more and it just grew from there also one of the biggest things in terms of investments that my business has taught me this year and one that i think i'm still really putting into action and seeing the effect of is that my time is the biggest asset i have i can wholeheartedly say right now that i value my time more than i value my money and that is a total 180 flip from the start of this year at the start of this year my time was practically worthless to me and I don't even say that as a joke, I would quite happily work 12 hour days, seven days a week, and as long as I was making money, and as long as I was, you know, racking up the numbers in the bank account, I was content. I felt like my business was successful. But kind of fast forward to now, 12 months later, it's the complete opposite way. I would way rather have a business which is Doing the minimum of paying my bills and giving me financial security, but on the flip side, giving me freedom with my time and creating a lifestyle that I love and creating the lifestyle that I desire than the way it was at the start of this year. I now see time as a bigger asset than money because the reality is when I look back on my life, I'm not going to look at the way that I spent my money, I'm going to look at the way that I spent my time. The last thing I want to do is think, oh, well, I made a lot of money, but I don't really have any memories or friends or hobbies or interests or skills to go alongside it. But hey, as long as there's numbers in the bank account, to me, it's such a more joyful way to live life than to see time to see time as an asset as opposed to money as the biggest asset. I would way rather chase kind of efficiency in my business over numbers in my business. Because what efficiency does for me is allow me to pursue a lifestyle that I really desire and a lifestyle which is the reason that I became self-employed in the first place. So that's really been a big lesson that my business has taught me this year, which is that investments are worth the risk and that time is so much more valuable than I think. And actually, even when I talk about investments, I'm not just talking about financial ones. If you listen to episode 39, you'll know that so many of the investments I've made in my business this year have been in terms of investing my time and investing my money and investing my expertise. Because in the same way that I now see my time as as much of an asset as I do my money, I also see my investments with my time as such a valuable thing too I'm so much more conscious and so much more intentional about the way that I spend my time and that's something that I'm really grateful that my business has taught me this year because it's not just impacted my business and how I approach work but also how I approach my personal life and seeing friends and making memories and spending time with people that I love so that's been the fourth lesson my business has taught me this year. And the fifth and final one, which is one I'm harping on about all the freaking time, is that community matters so much. Let me fast forward you. Wait, fast forward is in the future, right? Let me rewind you to January 2018, 12 months ago. I knew not a soul who ran their own business. I was in complete isolation I genuinely thought I was the only person who did what I did, no word of a lie, I mean that's so funny that I literally thought I was the only one because there's so many of us. Um, I didn't have any form of a community in terms of followers who were relevant for my business or people who were interested in what I was sharing. I was truly in every definition of the word in terms of my business isolated. Of course, I had incredible friends and family who supported me with everything they could. But there was no one in my life who got what I did and was there to support that with me. One of my big intentions for the start of this year, and again, this is why I've harped on about it so much, is because it has been so fundamental, was to get in community. I knew that one of the biggest reasons that I was burnt out and I had to take six months off in 2017 was because I wasn't in community. The fact that I didn't have people around me who could give me encouragement or comfort or just tell me that I wasn't crazy for thinking or feeling that thing, I knew was going to make the biggest difference. So when I was sitting down to think about this year, I was like, yeah, I need to find my people. And I'm so glad that I did that. My business has taught me this year time and time again how much people matter and how much of a difference community makes. I have known since being in community, since having people around me who get what I do, who are interested in my business, who are relevant for what I share, that I find my business so much more joyful. In the same sense that I've begun to see my time as such a huge asset, I now value how I find my business so much more. There is no way now that I would settle for a quote unquote successful business financially if it was having a negative impact on me personally. I love the fact that right now, at the end of 2018, my business is genuinely building relationships for me that feel like friendships. I have people around me now who make my business feel so joyful and so light and so exciting. I remember when I used to work in corporate and you had to pretend that you were interested in some middle-aged man's life. I genuinely have an interest in the lives of the people that I work with and the teens that I have and the people that I'm in contact with. Obviously, there's so many different ways that I've gotten community this year, but whether it's been just through meeting people on Instagram or going to events or joining membership groups, I've just been reminded in the most small but beautiful ways how much community makes a difference. As I said, it's made a difference to the way that I feel within my business. It makes me feel not so isolated when I've got a fear or I've got a problem. It makes me feel way more capable because I have all these other people that I can chat to and work things through and get advice from also makes me feel way less overwhelmed. When something is going wrong, I can just vent about it in a group or send someone on WhatsApp and it just feels so much lighter. But even in terms of my business, when you think about like the financials and the bottom line, it has made a huge difference there as well, which I didn't hugely expect. I knew, or at least I hoped that getting in community would help me personally, but I guess I didn't really consider how that would help my business. But the reality is my business is so connected to me as a person that when I'm in a good place, when I feel joyful, when I feel creative, when I feel rested, which are all things that come as a result of being in community, my business flourishes. My business pays the price when I'm not in a good place. So getting in community hasn't just benefited how I feel, but benefited also how my business is. Not just in the sense of what I'm saying with the fact that, you know, it makes me a better business owner, but it's like they say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And as much as I kind of hate that phrase, because quite frankly, it's untrue. Um, in a sense, it's not. it untrue. When you know people, when you're in community, it's kind of like networking, right? But I hate that word. Um, but when you're in community with others who get what you do and who are relevant for what you share naturally, you are going to gain an audience and gain people and gain eyes on you who are relevant for what you offer, whether it's a product or a service. Even when I talked about The Coven, which is the membership platform I'm a part of in a past episode, I shared the fact that The Coven this year, off of probably an investment for me, I think that's under £100, has made me back £3,000 plus in terms of the clients that it's gained me. That's on top of all the amazing things that that community has done for me personally. It has given me that return on investment financially too. And I've just been so blown away and humbled by that. I sit here at the end of 2018 just wishing that the me of 2017 could have seen this. If me a year and a half ago who genuinely believed that no one else did what I did or got what I you know was trying to do or was on the same wavelength as me could see where I am now surrounded by people who are just that I just know how amazing I would have found that me in the past looking forward at this so there we have it five things that my business has taught me this year to recap number one failure isn't final giving yourself space to gain clarity makes the biggest difference number two trusting your gut and creative and creative and creating intuitively always gives the best outcome and it's okay to work on your own terms number three playing big happens despite self-doubt insecurity and fear and questioning something is not a red flag not to do it number four investments if done well are always worth the risk or initial input and number five community matters so much i would love to ask you off the back of this episode what has this year taught you. What's your business been teaching you this year? It might just even be the most incredible personal thing about generosity or kindness or connecting with people or vulnerability or it might be something way more business minded like a couple of things that I've talked about in this episode. As the title of this podcast suggests it isn't just about me talking into a microphone At 11 p.m. on a Wednesday night, because quite frankly, if that was all this was about, it would be a bit weird. It's called starting the conversation because it truly is about that. It's about us having a conversation about these topics. So, if you've got any thoughts, I'd love for you to share them with me over on Instagram. You can find me at Alice underscore Benham. Although I'm sure you probably most likely already follow me because, oh, that was very narcissistic, wasn't it? Just to assume you follow me, but anyway. I'm gonna stop now. Um, As I mentioned at the start, this is the final episode of 2018. I just have to say, as it's the final episode of this year, a huge, huge thank you. First of all if you've listened this far congratulations to you but second of all as someone who has at least listened to one episode of this podcast your support means so so much as a one girl band as someone who literally sits at her desk all day every day by herself to know that there's people out there who are connecting with and finding encouragement and support and community and even just that me too feeling in these episodes means so much. It genuinely is the best feeling in the world when people leave a review or just send me a message saying, you know, I really resonated with that topic or thank you for sharing that, or I appreciate your vulnerability or that really inspired me to do this. It just reminds me why I do what I do. So thank you for playing a part in making this podcast what it is. I seriously mean it when I say I cannot wait for the podcast next year. I've been working so hard the last couple of weeks to create an incredible lineup of guest episodes that are seriously just gonna make the best conversations in the best episodes. So you can really look forward to what the podcast has coming in 2019. But I'll be back with the first episode of 2019 on the 1st of January, where I'll be setting intentions for 2019 I feel like I've said 2019 about 10 times. Um, But I'll be looking back at this year in terms of the intentions that I set at the start of this year and then setting some intentions for the year going ahead. But I hope you're having a fab day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I would love for you to just pop me a message saying you tuned in and tell me what you liked or share your thoughts on what your business has taught you this year. It genuinely means the world. Have a fab week. And I'm so excited to be back in 2019.